We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. GIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. TGIF indeed. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour if our luck holds up. And of course, we stay on air. <laughs> Technical <laughs> issues intervening once in a while, but always well ministered to by our buddy bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. Benny, how are you today, sir? I'm doing very well to my uh, favorite Floridians. Uh, not much more to report here. Getting closer to Halloween and some other things wrapping up during the week. It's been a busy one. Are you working on the uh, costume in your mind as to what you're going to do this year? Exactly. And uh, honestly, I, I know I've, I've said this in the past. I work well under pressure. I haven't had anything really pop in as of late. But then again, also things are a little different this year. We're uh, not sure if we're going to have anything here at the workplace, which is usually one of the biggest events that I like to attend. And also being a three-peat yeah. winner of the Halloween contest, thankfully. Uh, I don't know if I was going to go for a four, four in a row, but... I may just have to give that one up and let the some of the new kids participate and join in and of course um maybe win. Well, you know, you could you could get yourself a super <laughs> super super giant balloon and then you could put all these little spikes coming off <laughs> and you could be a coronavirus. Yeah. So to be honest, it has crossed popular. my mind. <laughs> it, it totally did. I did have an idea. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like how we're laughing about Oh, enough of this fall the wrong. My yeah. goodness. And here we are waiting to talk to Pam Osley again. What is it, the dozenth time she's joined Number us? Number 12. Number Fantastic. 12. We love this gal. Let me give her her mad props. We, we have lots of th things to talk about with her today. Pamela Osley is an author, consultant, radio show host, professional psychic, and aura expert. She's very popular on many television and radio shows, and she has written four successful and very popular books, including the one we have on our shelves, Infinite You, A Journey to Your Greater Self and Beyond, Life Colors, What Your Aura Colors Say About You, Love Colors, A New Approach to Love, Relationships, and Auras, and Make Your Dreams Come True. We will be sure to give out her website again at the half hour, which is auracolors.com, and welcome for the 12th time to Manson Mitchell, Pam Osley. So happy to talk to you today. Great to play with you guys again. This is always fun. We have lots to talk about. Are you going to start us off, Gary? Well, by way of just a casual entry, let's ask the lady how she's doing. California is in flames. Same goes for Oregon. Washington has had its share. We see this every, we watch the Weather Channel a lot anyway, but this is national news, regardless of the source. And we can't help but wonder how our friends are doing, and you certainly rank at or near the top of that august list. Are you safe? Have you had to evacuate? 
Well, it's funny that you're bringing this up right now. Um, um, this year, most of the fires have been in Northern California. I mean, we've had a ton of smoke here in Santa Barbara, a ton, but it started to clear up. And then just shortly before you guys called me, <laughs> there's a whole lot of smoke in the air and helicopters and sirens everywhere. I'm like, oh, no, not now. Don't do it now. So this is what we do now. We're in California, and we just thought we'd – we didn't have enough adventure going on in the – you know, this year, so we thought we'd add a few more fires. But I'm definitely watching it, a huge stream of smoke outside my window right now. <laughs> So <clears throat> we get oh to the you know, it's really tragic. It really is. It's just horrific to watch. But fingers crossed that it stays away from me while we're doing this interview. <laughs> Good timing. I hope so. Well, don't let us keep you. I mean, if you've got to throw some clothes in a bag and get the hell out, just let well, us know. We'll I fill. I can do shadow from, I don't know where it's coming from. There's so much smoke in there and so many fires in California right now. We don't even know where all the smoke's coming from anymore. <laughs> like come on enough i'm sorry that that's the case too suzanne and i have often entertained the idea of making another road trip and going out to california meeting people like yourself with whom we have established a solid connection but we've yet to meet face to face and we think man it, every day would be a hazard road trippers everywhere in north Car north carolina i don't know how they're doing north america are having to take into account that when you go to the Western United States, you are accepting some degree of risk. doesn't matter yep. who you are or what rig you're driving. Yep. I don't know. Well, anyway, <clears throat> fingers crossed. We're doing our best here, but <clears throat> there's definitely, see, now I'm smoking. I'm coughing with the smoke. I can tell. Um, we'll just, um, we're doing what we can to shift the energy. So whatever this is about, purifying, cleansing, a reflection of anger. I don't know what this is, but it's definitely over the top this time. Well, it really is. Um, you know, talking about reflections, angers, one of the reasons that we like to talk to you um, about, you know, colors and energies and things like that is 2020. We, we talked to you last in January of this year before all the news about COVID-19 came out. Yeah. And at that time, you were saying this 2020 year is really going to be something you felt like something significant was going to occur from your intuitive side. Yeah. And could you have possibly imagined COVID-19, wildfires, protests, and everything that has been going on with the election? OMG. What, what are well, you picking you know what? up about the energy I'm, I'm of just all so of people that? Know, I'm, an inc I, I'm a total optimist. I'm positive. I don't go into fear. The only time I'm in fear is if I'm way out in the ocean and a giant wave's coming at me. Then I, I panic. The rest of the time, I'm not really afraid of anything. Um, and so all of 2019, I knew something big was coming. Every time I looked at a clock, it said 9-11, 9-11, 9-11. It's like, oh, my gosh. And every time I saw it, I had this sense that something really big was coming, but I couldn't tell what it was. And at the beginning of the year, it got intensified. I knew something big was happening. But you're right, Suzanne, I had no idea it was going to look like this. Well, I mean, you know, in our lifetime, we've never been in a global pandemic, so how was I supposed to know that's what it was? But I also wasn't shown what it was. It was just, it felt huge and global. That's why I knew it didn't, it didn't feel like it was just some big earthquake here in California. It felt bigger than that. 
So, <clears throat> yes, I sense something was coming. And, and yeah, anyway. And, again, I want people to know I'm an optimist. I don't do anything fear-based. I don't spread fear. Um, but we're definitely not done. This is all about a shift in our consciousness. This is supposed to live the positive about us going into all this is we were, COVID was meant to get us to go inside, to get quiet. We're all so busy out there running around and, and, and doing jobs we don't like and, and, and being busy and stressed out. And what I've noticed with a lot of people is it's given us all time to go inside, to really connect with our hearts and souls and see what's really important to us and who we are and what it is we want to do on the planet in this lifetime, what our souls are calling us to do. I'm amazed at how many clients of mine are saying now that they've been quiet, that they don't want to go back to their old jobs. They didn't like it. They were stressed out. And now they've had time to really feel who they are. And they're all saying, there's something else I want to do with my life. I want to make a difference. I want to, you know, get into the arts or I want to get into the healing fields or I want to move someplace else. Um, People are being quiet enough to get in touch with that now. So it was a gift for us. To slow down sometimes we don't listen to our intuition and so basically the universe or something greater than us goes all right you guys we're going to help you out by be quiet <laughs> go inside stop running around like this so we did not everybody listened a lot of people are still out there being busy and you know bucking the system and others of us are going all right what was this about there is a good friend of mine i, I call her my minister of choice a friend, a counselor, she's all kinds of good things to me. And she's been on our show before, Reverend Lisa Johnson. She doesn't pursue a major career. They're certainly not in the media, but she does some major things for people who really need help of the metaphysical variety. And Reverend Lisa is quite good at what she does. I mention her, Pam, because she has told me a couple of times in recent weeks that when she downloads, as she likes to put it, downloads messages from spirit, what she is being shown is that we are at a pivotal point in world consciousness with the, the number one message out of all that she receives. Spirit is telling the human race, you will not evolve. Now that COVID is here, wake up, because you will not evolve until you go within. And that reflects mm-hmm. beautifully what you just said. Well, we're, we're not listening to our souls. We're not listening to our hearts. Um, I mean, everybody, people have good intentions. I mean, they're trying to feed their families and take care of their kids and do what society's been telling them they're supposed to do. But we haven't been listening to our hearts and souls. And, you know, I had a conversation with Suzanne before when we decided to do this interview again, and um Again, I'm not fear-based. I'm very love-based and optimist, and I really trust who we are as souls that we know what we're doing even. Not egos, our souls. And uh, what I've been shown from spirit from the other side is that (laughs) you guys think you're in a shift right now. I've been shown this wave. I saw the wave before they started talking about, you know, Uh, calm the wave down or or reduce the curve or get the curve down, whatever. I was shown this image a long time ago where we're kind of in this wave, in this curve. And they said, you think you're in a a wave now? And they they show me it looks like the foothills compared to what's coming looks like the Alps. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's going to get bigger than this. But here's the good news, you guys. 
the color that we're in right now with this foothill looks very muted, brown, gray. It's kind of a, a smoky, as I'm looking outside at the smoke, a smoky, gray, weird color. The one that's coming is big, but it's white. And I don't mean white skin color, white supremacist. That's not it. When I see white like that, it feels like it's positive and it feels like it's spiritual. And what they've told me is after that wave, life on this planet will never be the same again. But you guys, it, it feels very positive. Now, I don't know what it looks like when we're going through it, but I am told that the way to connect with it, the way to get through it and to go through the wave is to connect with soul, connect with our spirit, connect with source. And that's going to give us the guidance to get through it so we don't go into fear. I did not go into fear when all this stuff hit, COVID and the riots and the fires. I mean, the last fire that hit Santa Barbara was literally across the street from me. I watched it race down the mountain right towards my new house. I went, no, I just bought this three year ago, years ago. Do, you not, do not burn down my house. But it, that was a little scary. <clears throat> but I haven't been afraid in this time of transition. And when I see this gigantic white wave, the only thing that I can get is a major positive shift in consciousness. Now, it's us, up to us how we deal with it. If people go into resistance and fear, it's not going to look pretty for them. It's going to be a scary transition just because of change. People are not, they don't like change. But if we know that this is something that our souls in mass are calling us to do and that it's going to change, I, honestly, you guys, I feel like it's our souls are wanting to bring heaven on earth. I believe, honestly, at the core of my being that we're supposed to be happy soul beings here, living in the garden, not struggling and suffering and, and starving and, and, and homeless and, you know, death. I don't believe we're supposed to be doing that. We came here as creative, adventurous beings to play, to have fun, to really enjoy the garden here, to really enjoy how beautiful it is and love. And we've gotten off track, so I feel like this is a major shift and an adjustment. And one of my friends grew up in Italy, so he said, you know, Pam, we, we studied Roman history. You know, you guys have studied American history, which is not that, that old. We studied Roman history. And he reminded me that um, during the Roman Empire, there were gladiators and death and destruction and mutilation and, and, and conquering and rape and pillaging. He said it was just a very brutal time. But after the fall of the Roman Empire came the Renaissance. So I feel like that's what's coming, but even bigger. I mean, the Renaissance was art and beauty and philosophy and just this amazing shift in consciousness from that barbarianism. So I'm optimistic about what's coming, and the key is not to resist. The key to go up and through that wave, to ride the wave, is our connection with spirit, our connection with source, our connection with soul, and to get the guidance from our hearts and souls, and then it's going to be okay. Then we'll be able to, I know I'm in California, so this is the analogy, kind of surf the wave with no fear. Is that all, does that make sense to you guys? Does that resonate at all? Again, no fear, it's shift. We're in a shift, but we've been asking for a shift. Those of us that have been doing our spiritual work for probably our whole lifetimes have known that there's a better way to do life. It's not supposed to be like this. So I feel like we're actually in the shift. We're not just talking about it anymore. We're in the beginning waves of a shift. We're in the shift, all right. There's no question about that. And, and COVID is, after all, a pandemic. 
Here is the way I react to what you just explained, Pam. Yes, there was the Roman Empire with all of its, its glory and brutality. It wasn't all gold. A lot of it was blood and war and torture and despair in the civilizations that were conquered. Eventually, that went away. Between the Roman Empire and the Renaissance, the renaissance, the rebirth, and a flowering of culture, art, ways of thinking, all of that, even politics, changed, and it was a radical shift. But in between, and this is what concerns me, I don't want to use the F word of fear, but Pam, what concerns me is that between the Roman Empire and the Renaissance, you did have the Dark Ages. Uh So that shift was not, as it were, to turn civilization on a dime. It took a great deal of doing for centuries. And I realized with the uh, race of technology, we're very good at advancing technologically at blinding speed, not so well with our spirits, not so well emotionally. So when I think about what you say, I'm in general agreement with you, Pam, but I also wonder if there are moments in history, inevitably, where you have to go through the Dark Ages to get to the Renaissance. That's one option. That is definitely one option. And in the past, that seems to be historically what mankind has done. And I still believe there's a choice. I do believe that our souls create reality, that who we are creates reality. So for me, anyway, and again, I'm always talking from my personal beliefs, my personal experience, and what I'm being shown from the other side that I don't believe anymore that we have to suffer in order to wake up and change. You know, um, when you're sleeping at night, you can either set an alarm clock to wake you up, which I hate because those jolt me like, ah, and it upsets me the whole rest of the day. Our physical bodies can wake us up and go, oh, I think it's time to get out of bed. I think I need to go use the facilities. Or, which is what I do, I just gently wake up. When it's time to wake up, I wake up. There's no drama. There's no bolt out of bed with, you know, either uncomfortable energy. So I do believe that we do not have to learn anymore through suffering, drama, darkness. You know, we can, I, I like to learn through positive things, not through suffering. Now, if we've done our share of that, of course we have. Do we need to continue that? It's like I want to say, haven't we learned enough? We don't have to do it that way anymore. And we're kind of, there's a, there's kind of a split going on right now anywhere where it seems to be them against us and dark against light, which, of course, I don't go for. I don't want the them against us. I don't want the two sides. I want the light to shine from all sides, like, like the sun. There's no dark side to the sun. It radiates light all the time. And I like to use the analogy Light doesn't fight darkness. The sun doesn't fight the dark. It just shines and the dark disappears. It dissolves. So I know that's one way to do it is we can suffer. We can go through the dark ages again. I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it through consciousness, through being aware, through loving, through being kind. And usually 99.9, if not 100% of the time I do that, those are my results. The Renaissance, yes. The Enlightenment, hell yes. Not so much with the Inquisition. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We kind of have that out there right now, don't we? (laughs) It seems that way to me to some extent. A little chaotic. And by the way, 
We can also use the analogy of the caterpillar to the butterfly. When the caterpillar is ready for transformation, it doesn't fight it. It goes into the cocoon. It gets quiet. It goes inside its sanctuary, and it literally falls apart. I mean, it turns into mush. It turns into, I mean, it, it disintegrates. It, turns, it, it, it dissolves its present form, and it knows to do that so it can emerge as a different being, a different, a different species, a different experience and to me i feel like that's what we're doing is we're in the cocoon right now kind of dissipating and dissolving and falling apart so that a new perspective a new way of life a new creature a new being can emerge i mean i've I've listened to people even like barbara marks hubbard and um all, all kinds of teachers deepak and and um, oh God, I'm trying to think. Um, anyway, a lot of them are saying that the old way is totally falling apart so the new way can show up, that we're in, we're becoming a cosmic being or we're becoming a more spiritually aware, conscious being. And, of course, there's going to be fear and resistance. There are people still that are going to go, no, the old way, the old way. It's like, okay, go for it. You're here on the planet to have that experience. Go for it. That's not where I'm at. I'm, I'm in, like, um, I'm trying to remember who's the guy that wrote... Um, Oh, Bruce Lipton, Dr. Bruce Lipton. <clears throat> I heard him say, I'm no longer interested in keeping the caterpillar alive. I'm interested in helping the butterfly emerge. And that's where I'm at, too. I very love good. that. That is a very hopeful note on which I think we should take our break a few minutes early because I want to allow plenty of time when we come back for a couple of things. First of all, the Mundane to Magical Summit, beginning October 19, just three days away. Mundane to Magical Summit, hosted by and thoroughly facilitated by Pamela Osley. She's going to tell us about that. I take it that you have an opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, to participate. And we want to make sure we get that information out to you. And then Suzanne Mitchell had a dream last night. Where's Kelly Sullivan Walden when you need her? No. <laughs> uh, Kelly, Kelly can tune in and hear about this. We have Pam Osley with us. And Pam, I would love for Suzanne to tell you in detail about this dream that she related to me today. I thought it was important enough to bring to our airwaves and our listeners. So let's go ahead and take a couple of minutes off. When we come back, We'll have the dream, we'll have the summit to discuss, and Lord knows what else. It's always fun when Pam Osley is in the house. We are Manson Mitchell, and you are tuned in to Seattle's home of Alternative Talk, AM 1150. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to mansonmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mance and Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. 
He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back Pamela Osley with her insights of the future based on deep spiritual work and her connection with the spiritual realm. On Saturday, Neil McNeil returns with news about the upcoming Port Gamble Ghost Conference and how you can participate without even leaving your home. Bringing you fascinating talk one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell, and thank you, Beatles, for Polythene Pam. From that great medley on Abbey Road. <laughs> Outstanding. We have a Pam we, with us, but she's not Polly. Nothing nothing plastic, nothing phony no. about this lady. Nope, nope. She's the real deal. Pamela Osley is with us. Pamela, if people would like to connect with you, you've got a lot going on, plus your website. Please let people know how they can look you up and find you in all the places you are. <laughs> I am multidimensional, aren't I? Um, they can go to my website at auracolors.com, A-U-R-A colors, C-O-L-O-R-S.com. And um, I've got all kinds of things, a free aura color quiz and videos and all kinds of workshop stuff. But also, if they get on my mailing list, and I don't spam anyone, but I, you'll get announcements of any summits or workshops or anything that I'm going to be speaking on. And then we also post it on my, all my social media pages, too. So. Now, Gary said you were hosting one in three days, and on the break, you wanted to make a correction about that. So tell us, what are you doing in three days? Well, actually, I'm a guest on someone else's summit. I have been inundated with 13 different summits and events of people asking me if I would be one of their speakers. So I'm participating in other people's summits as a guest speaker and radio shows and you know, all kinds of other events. So... Um, yeah, we, we post it on Facebook or also, that, like I said, they can get on my, on my um, mailing list. But what I'm doing right now is there are all kinds of people that are feeling this call to get positive and empowering soul messages out to the, the masses. And so, so many people have put together, um, you know, uh, summits, in other words, multiple speakers. 
And I've been asked to be one of the speakers in a lot of them. So that's a good sign, you guys, that people really, they want to know what's going on and to have answers and to have guidance and to have insight so we can navigate these times. Well, that makes complete sense. Definitely and also I wanted to mention it. once, yeah, I also wanted to mention your books again. The one that's uh, on my bookshelves that I treasure is called Infinite You, A Journey to Your Greater Self and Beyond. You cover so much material in Infinite You and your other books having to do with aura colors and life colors and things like that. I don't even have those, but this one I love and I wanted to make sure we let people know what you have written life colors, what the colors in your aura reveal, make your dreams come true, simple steps for changing the beliefs that limit you, and love colors, a new approach to love relationships and auras. And I guess you've got um, meditations and audio stuff and a lot of things they can find at auracolors.com. Did we cover that pretty well? You did great. There's even workshops. Uh, uh, I have a Online, I, I recorded, I filmed one of my workshops where I cover all the things that are in Infinite You and then some. Um, that book, I teach people how to um, get in touch with their intuition, how to develop psychic abilities if they want, how to um, go in and out of parallel universes, how to connect with other lives, some people call past lives, how to talk to the other side, how to bend spoons, <laughs> how to see auras. Um, I've been doing this work now for 36, 37 years, and I've discovered that we have advanced abilities, you guys. We're, we're taught that we're these little biological machines that we're limited, and then you know, we're born, we age, we die. It's like, oh, my gosh, we're so much more advanced. We have so many more abilities that are actually natural to who we are. And over the years, I've, I've tested them myself. I do them. I do remote viewing. I do all those things. And if I can do it, that means other people can do it. And then I also, in, your, in the book, you see Suzanne, and in the workshop, I explain to people the quantum physics that, that supports why we can do these things. There's actually physics behind these natural abilities. So my goal is to see people happy and fulfilled and living the life they really want to. So what my goal is to get people out of the box and expand and see that. Um, I'm going to use the word we're way more magical and powerful and amazing and we've been trained to believe. So I, I'm all about freedom and joy. <laughs> I want to have more fun here and have all the freedom we've actually got inherent in who we are, but we don't know that. Before Suzanne gets to a full explication of her lucid dream, I just wanted to make sure that people know that this summit event on the 19th is available. Does it come with a hefty price tag if people choose to participate? No, the summits I'm getting involved in, they're all free. All of them are free. You can listen to all these speakers for free. Free is good. Yeah, we're all, they're all free. Every All the speakers, they're free, and there's free gifts that go along with each one. Like in this one, I believe I'm offering a free gift of um, a, a guided meditation to help you um, learn how to go in and out of parallel universes to change your life, which is so fun, and it's so easy. And then all the rest of we're also, each of us are offering discounted courses, like the course I just talked about is called Quantum Leap Course. Um, I offer it like it's, it's more than even half price of what I do as a gift for, to people that are getting involved in these free summits. If they want to also do the workshop, I'm doing everything in my power to get people to be able to, 
to have access to any kind of tool or method or process that's going to help them. So those those gifts are some of them are free and some of them are major discounts. But the summits, all of the summits are free. That's beautiful. And that's so- information is on auracolors.com, right? Yes. Well, if they want to know about the summit, they can go to my Facebook page, Pam Osley, or Aura Colors um, on Facebook, I, on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, all those things. But if they want the announcements, they either just sign up for it, or, you know, the summit, or they get on my mailing list, and then we send them information about all the summits I'm doing. There you go. And Osley is O-S-L-I-E, O-S-L-I-E, Pam Osley. That's right. Very good. Um, When you were talking in the first half of the show about uh, not going into fear, when you went out the front door, I went out the back door. And when COVID started, and I was hearing about this before it, it really got ramped up, and that was, you know, back in February, I went out the, I exited out the fear door. And I said, uh, oh my gosh, what if I get sick? What if I die? I'm not ready to go yet. And so my 2020 has been very fearful. One of the Mm -hmm. things that can happen to you if you become very fearful is you can make yourself sick. And I came up with a case of shingles in August that uh, has continued to be painful as it is healing up. So if you're going to make a choice between fear and not fear, I recommend the not fear thing so that you don't get something. I thought I might get COVID-19. Instead, I got the shingles. And I had a dream last night, which is going to connect a little bit with the other side and what the value is in connecting with people on the other side, which is something that you know a lot about. So here is my dream. I was looking at a filmy substance that was stretching horizontally and creating oval holes in it. Like if you stretched out some gum or something that's that's making holes, but you can't really see clearly. And behind this filmy substance that was stretching horizontally, there was a man. He was motioning with one arm, trying to put his hand through this filmy substance, which was kind of shifting left and right. So I couldn't really see clearly because the little oval holes and it kept changing. So I, I couldn't see clearly behind it. And when he wasn't trying to poke through the substance, he was waving at me, you know, like a hello wave. When I finally saw his face after several shiftings back and forth of this substance, I realized he was my dad. My dad passed away in 2013. And in this dream, which I think really was a lucid dream, he was in his late 20s or early 30s because he was both young and thin. And as a young man, he was a very thin person until he got into his mid-30s, going on 40, and that's when he started, you know, gaining, bulking up a little bit. I, in the meantime, had little tiny random sparks that were coming off my torso, a spark here, a spark there, tiny little sparks that were flying off me. And when I realized it was my dad, I became very excited because I now know who the man was. 
And I asked him if there was anything he could do to take the pain away from my body. And in my heart, I felt like he could, like he was capable of somehow reaching over to me and taking the pain away that I have had in my torso. And then I woke up. So I, I said to Gary, I felt like it was an actual lucid dream, not like a movie. I felt like he was there. And, I, and he said, you know, ask Pam about this. Connecting with my dad, first time I've dreamt about him since he passed away, and it's a lucid dream. What do you make of all of that? That's absolutely what was happening to you. That's real. Um, and by the way, you violets, because you do have violet in your aura, remember? Violets are visionaries. You guys come from the third eye. So violets can see things way ahead of other people, but that's where the consciousness is going. And number two, you violets get the biggest information in your dreams. If you're not paying attention to it in waking state, it will come through in your dreams. So I'm assuming you already know that that filmy stuff with the holes in it is the words I'm hearing are the veils getting thinner. There are holes being poked in the veil, quote unquote, separating the two worlds. So you're seeing some of the holes. You're seeing that the veils getting thinner. That was your dad talking to you. As soon as you said you had this, you know, you, I saw the veil and I went, oh my gosh, your dad's on, right there on the other side. And then you said, then I saw this man. I went, it's your dad, it's your dad, it's your dad. And then he said, that was your dad. He was absolutely talking to you. So this is what I mean, that there is a shift going on in the consciousness where more and more people are starting to have these types of experiences. So number one, I'm hearing to say, you absolutely talked to your dad. You saw through the veil. The veil is getting thinner for all of us, but you're paying attention to it. Now, when he said, when you had the sense that he could heal you from the other side, that's absolutely true. Now, I'm sure you guys know of Anita Morjani's story in her book, Dying to Be Me. Do you remember that? Yes. That at all? Um, and by the way, my dad does the same thing. Yes, when I we... My dad on the other side, he ob absolutely appears younger, just like your dad did, because that's when my dad was happiest. <laughs> he's like, nope, I'm like 30 yes. years old. I'm going, go for it, dad. I mean, he's really happy that way. Um, so your dad was showing you what he was looking like on the other side, and, you know, we can get into that discussion of what do they do on the other side, why they look like all that at another time. But you're absolutely getting messages. Now, just so you know, with Anita Morjani's story, for those of your listeners that don't know her story, her whole life she was afraid of getting cancer and dying from cancer because her dad died of cancer and so did her best friend. You understand that fear and, you know, focusing on it manifests it, right? Just like what you did with the, with the shingles. So anyway, she ended up getting cancer so badly in her body that she got down to 86 pounds. All her organs shut down. She went into a coma, and she actually died. And I think she was dead for 12 minutes, if I remember right. When she went to the other side... She had a conversation with her dad, who had been there all along on the other side. It's basically another realm. It's just another frequency. And her best friend, who which she discovered were both right there in another realm around her the whole time. And the message she got was, now that you realize that your fear caused the cancer, do you want to go back to 
to your body now. And Anita said, why would I do that? I mean, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't feed myself. I was decrepit. I was in pain. Why would I do that? And they said, now that you know basically that your fear and your focus and your thoughts about cancer actually created it in your body, now that you know that, when you go back, you won't have cancer in your body anymore. She did choose to come back, and within days of coming back, first of all, the medical staff, this is all on, you know, it's all documented, by the way. The medical staff was like, how did you come back? There's no way. I mean, she was, I'm pretty sure she was on the other side for 12 minutes. And she came back. First of all, people were shocked that she came back to life again. <clears throat> but within days, there was not one cancer cell in her body, not one. So basically, um, yeah, did your dad have the ability to heal you from the other side? Yes. But, Suzanne, I also know you violets. <laughs> you violets want to learn and expand and grow and get the answers as much as possible here. So I believe ultimately the message is, Suzanne, you can heal your body. You already know that it was your fear and focus on getting sick that caused you to stress out to create this. And when people go, I don't blame people for what they do, I go, it's not a blame, you guys. It's showing your power. It's giving power back to your in your own hands so you see that you are powerful enough to create things. So if you're powerful enough to create that, you're powerful enough also to create the opposite, to heal from it. So I feel like the message you got is, yes, it's possible for your body to heal. Your dad can do it from the other side. That's why there's remote healing. You know, it's energy, it's thought. And you also have the message now, Suzanne, that you have the ability your body can heal. You have the ability to get rid of this. To me, that's what Christ was teaching us all along. Okay? Um, so your dad basically just showed up. And that was your dad. You actually saw through the veil. It was a lucid dream. That was a real experience, Suzanne. That was not your imagination making it up. Does that, make, does that resonate with you? Yes, it does, because my mom passed away 10 years ago. And I have had regular, normal movie-type dreams about her. But I've also had four or five lucid dreams that I swear I was right with her. There's a different quality to the dream yep. between a lucid dream and just a movie-type dream. Yep. And so I'm, I know that distinction because I've, I've had that distinction in my life. And so now this was the first time that I have dreamt about him that I, I can remember and it was definitely a lucid dream. And yeah, I was I was pretty excited you, about it. Yeah, which basically a lucid dream for people don't know is you might be dreaming, but you're very awake and aware in the dream. So it's, it's kind of a different yes. state of consciousness. It's not dreaming. It's not fully awake. awake it's, it's in between those two. And you absolutely had that experience. It's so cute. I want to go. Your dad was showing you he's around you. And I just heard your dad go, still am. I'm still here. <laughs> He's right there. This is part of what I teach people. They can get in touch with people that are, quote-unquote, on the other side because it's just another realm. It's another frequency. They're still right around you. We've just not been taught to believe that we can connect with them. But more and more people, Suzanne, just like you, not even with lucid dreaming, more and more people are starting to sense their loved ones around them. They can feel them. They can sense them. Some of them are getting signs. You know, they see butterflies or they see birds or hummingbirds or they get coins, but they're getting signs that their loved ones are around them, too. So you had a real, that was a very valid, real experience. That was your dad talking to you. 
Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I, I, I felt it, and, uh, and Gary said, run that by Pam today and see what she <laughs> has a, to say about it. I have a question for you. Did you hear him communicating with you telepathically, or did you actually hear him and see him physically talking to you? Because usually when I have experiences like I, that... It was, it was video. It was not audio this time. Yeah, yeah. It was, in so fact, was I'm trying to remember, I think... Yes, there was no there was no telepathic communication with him. Um, just his his gesture of alternating between trying to poke his hand through to my side, mm. and I used the word veil with Gary, but at, in the moment I didn't have the word veil. It was just this filmy kind of of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like bubble gum, like if you stretched bubble gum until it made holes in it, uh, it right. was something like that. So I didn't have that word available in the moment, but when I retold it to Gary, I said, it, you know, it was the veil, you know, getting thinned with these little holes in it, little oval holes that kept moving left and right. So I couldn't get a clear picture immediately. But when I did find it was him, his gesture was either trying to reach through to me or to wave and say, hi, I'm here. <laughs> and, and so that was what excited me was the fact that he was right there waving at me. And we made that mental connection in that dream where I, I absolutely knew it was him. And I was kind of delighted that he was showing himself as the, the father you know, that I had when I was five, six, seven, eight years old, and, and he was a young man. I was That's a young so girl, cool. he was a young man, and, and, I, and I really liked it. But as far as a telepathic communication, no. I was, I was a little bit sorry that I came out of it at the point where I, I, I said, you know, can you, can you get this pain out of my body? And then he didn't say anything, but in my own mind, I said, I think he could do it. I think yeah. he has that ability to, to pull, the, pull the pain out. Good. And well, so, um, and so that, to, it made me happy. Yeah, well, keep asking him to do that, Suzanne, and help on the other side, guides, angels, um, spirit beings, whatever. They, is one, you are capable of being healed that way. And by the way, the reason you didn't hear the word veil when you were in that state is because yes. there's not literally a right. veil. We've put that term to it, which is why they symbolically showed it to you that way, because that's how we talk it. But literally, there is no veil between it. It's a shift in our consciousness. There's no something. There's not physical substance between us and the other realm. It's our shift in consciousness that realizes it's just a shift of awareness and a different frequency or vibration. Right. That's all. And, and in my consciousness, in my Suzanne Mitchell consciousness, it wasn't clear. It, there was something where I couldn't, you know, see it exactly. I, mm -hmm. I have seen my mom clearly in a lucid dream with no veil. But with mm -hmm. my dad, there was this, this uh, you know, film that I was, I was trying to see through with the little holes in it, like holes in a fabric or something, you know, right. the, the fabric of the universe. I didn't have the uh, ability or wherewithal in this particular dream to see it without the veil. Yeah, and so, that's really uh, okay. Oh, well, maybe there. Yeah. You did yeah. get the message though yeah, that it was you okay. asked for help and be healed. You did get that message, so I would yes. continue 
to just say, help remove the pain, help me heal from this. And and then all you got to do is not yeah. resist and not just doubt it. Just see it as a done deal. Yep, I asked for help. They said they could help me heal. Done. And then let allow it to go away. Yay. <laughs> yep. What silenced my inner skeptic, because I try to maintain some objectivity about accounts of these things, particularly in dreams. But I think what tips the scales for me, Suzanne and Pam, is that Suzanne's father came through at a time that was ideal for him in order to present himself in all of his vitality. And he was an energetic man. He could be a forceful man. And yet I knew him when he was in the last 10 years of his life. But when he was 25, 30 years old, he was quite the pip. Fashion plate, (laughs) hard-driving businessman, very successful. And here he was presenting himself with all of that verve. And so I thought, yes, that would be about how it would be done. My mother came through a medium to pass along a message to me years ago. And the medium said that your mother is showing herself, she says, when she was 50 years of age. This was with no prompting from me at all. Mm -hmm. Your mother says she's showing up as she was when she was 50. Well, that was very meaningful to me because for my mom's 50th birthday, she took it upon herself to lose weight, to pay close attention to her appearance, and to she was just on the other side of menopause, and she wanted to present herself well to the world, and she was proud of what she was able to achieve in that regard right around her 50th birthday. So it made sense to me. Yeah. See, so you do get validation. I know my dad shows up in his 40s because that was his, that was his, those are, I'm sorry, his 30s. Those were his best years. He was successful. He was fully alive. He was happy. So it made sense to me when he showed himself to me in his 30s. I went, there you are. And by the way, I had never, I didn't grow up with my dad. So I'd never had a vision or pictures of what my dad looked like in his 30s. So when I saw him, um, in in my visitation, because that's what Suzanne got was a visitation, I went, oh, my gosh, and I almost didn't recognize him. And then my brother, when we were going through my dad's stuff, he just left last year, my my dad, not my brother, we were going through photos, and I looked at him and went, oh, my gosh, there's my dad, and what he showed himself to me when he did the visitation. But I had never seen him when he looked like that. So that was so hysterical that I got validation in a photograph, not from personal memory. It tickled me, too, to see my dad younger because, um, you know, he had a, a lot of aches and pains and stuff going on as he got into his senior years. And those weren't his happiest times, especially after his you know second wife passed away. Those were a lot of tough years at the end. But but he was smiling to me. And, and I think he was really happy to be, you know, late 20s, early 30s. And that, that really kind of tickled him. We've got about three minutes, Pam Osley. Uh, let me ask you, uh, uh, was there one other thing you wanted to say in regards? Me? No, I'm good. Oh, great. Let me just ask you, here's a quick shot of a question. Do elections have auras? Elections? Is there an aura around that experience that other people might call trend spotting? But that would be to take the metaphysical view if you talk about the aura of this surrounding this election looks like. Well, I haven't seen, or me personally, other people may, I haven't seen auras around 
activities like that, just around people or objects or, you know, life, you know, plants, animals. Um, if we were to put an aura around this election, some people could experience the aura of fear. Are there people anger? Other people, uh, whatever, judgment. Um, I don't know what those auras look like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, anger, I do know what that aura looks like. That's red. Fear, I've not seen an aura around fear. I mean, we can uh, imagine what that energy would look or feel like, on, you know, and frustration or judgment, whatever. Do you understand? I haven't seen auras around those emotions. Right. Pam, if it isn't, uh, if the election is being too specific, let me ask you if you have seen an aura changing in the United States as a, like the North American continent, for example. Has that changed or is that not anything that you've looked at? Well, here's an interesting, I can answer with that. And by the way, at some point, if we talk about parallel universes again, I'm going to tell you every possible outcome of the election already exists in different universes, and you're going to experience the outcome of the one that you believe in, okay? Maybe not the one you want, but the one you believe in. So you, I'm getting very intentional about the outcome that I want so that I align with that universe. Now, what I can tell you is this. The U.S. was created as a yellow-violet country. Yellows are all about fun and play and freedom and spontaneity and happy and laughter and all that, um, playful. Violets are all about freedom and, and visionary and, you know, that's kind of that eagle thing. Violets are all about freedom and they're global humanitarians. So this country was founded to be yellow and violet. This country now believes it's supposed to be tan and blue. Tans are very much about logic, security, stability, practicality, get a job, get a paycheck, follow the rules, step one, step two, step three. They're very grounded, practical, security, stability, jobs, employee, right? Blues are usually spiritual and or religious. So blues are behave yourself, be the good girl, get married, have a family, go to church, keep your mouth shut, be kind, be loving. Um, it's, it's, kind of the Midwestern type of go-to-church values type of thing, okay? And, and I'm a blue. I'm not putting down blue. Right. We're, we're very loving and giving and nurturing and very spiritual, and or it can show up as religious. So what's happening right now... Pam, we'll be I able to that. pick it up next time. <laughs> We've got to go for now. Thank you so much for time number 12. Great spending this time with you, Pam. Okay, thanks, you guys. Have fun. All right. And have fun at the summit. Stay tuned for the Christine Upchurch Show, followed by the Susan Harmon Experience, and then American Road Trip Talk with host Gary Mance. Have a great weekend, everyone.